Dominus Fobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Johannem. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died. And I am glad for you that I was not there that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. 
Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, 
untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. Verbum Domini Several years ago, one of the friars in our community was in charge of making sure all the friars have their uh, preparation for the time that we leave this life. I mean a document that each of us had to fill out. It's like a, a wish list, so to speak, wish list about our own a funeral liturgy or any other thing that's outside of liturgy. And one of those questions that we had to fill out was about this wish list, what it would be for the scripture quote that would be engraved in our tombstone. One friar chimed in during one of our chapter meetings I know what mine will be. I'm going to use the one from the raising of Lazarus. And some of us were guessing, oh, that's nice. You know, our Lord said, I'm the resurrection and the life. That's very fitting. And he said, no, not that one. It's Martha's response to the Lord. Then we were trying to, trying to guess what that was. And then and it's, oh, that's a nice one too. She said, yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. This, this expression of Martha's faith, expression of one's faith, right there engraved in the tombstone. Then he said, no, not that one either. So we're like, which one are you thinking? And he jokingly responded, it's the one that Martha said right before our Lord brought Lazarus back to life. Lord, by now, there will be a stench. This amazing miracle of bringing Lazarus back to life is the climactic culmination of our Lord's public ministry. It is also our Lord's last public appearance before his passion and death. It's also the last and the greatest of the miracle worked by our Lord to demonstrate that he is the Messiah, he is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through faith in him, believers will receive eternal life. In other words, Jesus wanted to make this miracle, the last recorded, a convincing demonstration that he is what he claims to be, the Messiah, sent by God to give new life, eternal life, to all mankind. Of course, this is not the greatest miracle because we know the greatest miracle is 
that of his own resurrection from the dead. This bringing back Lazarus back to life is not the same as Christ's resurrection because Lazarus had to eventually die again and then have to wait for the ultimate resurrection at the end of the world. So our Lord explains today why this miracle must happen. It is for God's glory so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. This bringing Lazarus back to life brought more people to believe in Jesus, to believe in the Christ, the Son of God. And this is something that we can always consider, keep in mind. Any miracles that the Lord did during His public ministry has that purpose to bring about people to believe, to believe in Him, to believe in the one God sent. And anything that we see that we experience in life has that similar purpose also to bring us to believe, to bring us to believe more, or for some, to bring us to begin to believe. Our Lord said it to the disciples after Lazarus had died, Lazarus has died, and I'm glad for you that I was not there. If you stop there, you're like, what, a, what kind of compassionate person is he? He's glad that he died? But then he said, I'm glad for you that I was not there, that he died, that you may believe. Our Lord elicits Martha's faith also, that, as we heard, she explicitly professed her faith, her belief. Yes, Lord, I have come to believe. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. And then at the end of this long, beautiful narrative, John even tells us about, about the Jews. We don't know how many, but we were just told many, many Jews. Many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what Jesus had done began to believe in him. Our Lord wants his disciples to believe. He wants them to have faith. He wants us to have faith. We're given the gift of faith at our baptism, but it's given in seed form. It needs to grow. Through prayers, we grow in our faith. Through acts of faith, we grow in our faith. Through acts of hope or acts of love, we grow in our faith. Through our surrendering of our wills to the Lord, we grow in our faith. Through our acceptance of God's will, 
when we don't like it, when we tend to rebel, we grow in our faith. We don't feel like it, but we grow in our faith. Through living out our faith in the midst of crisis, any crisis, we grow in our faith. We grow in our belief in Christ, the Son of God, our Lord Jesus and Redeemer. I have to share with you personally, I don't remember when exactly what day it was. It was sometimes last week when I was trying to I usually try to read the Gospel of Sunday's Mass either a week before or maybe five days before or thereabout, maybe the, the Monday before, the, the following Sunday. Whenever it was last week, personally, the story of Lazarus never hit me as much as it does in this time. Considering our current world, <clears throat> Considering our global pandemic crisis, this true account of Lazarus being bound and in the tomb really represents our humanity at this current time worldwide. Especially when our Lord called Lazarus to come out. Lazarus, come out! When I read that last week, I just stay there. And we all long to hear this voice of Jesus calling you and me, calling the world to come out. This is what the world is waiting for for our Lord to tell us, hopefully soon, to come out. I'm personally longing to hear that from the Lord. I think you are too. We're all longing for the Lord to call us out of this mode, this quarantine mode, this uh, social distancing mode, this, this, this moment that we are in. We are all longing for the Lord to call us out of this pandemic crisis. We are all longing for the Lord to call everyone to come out of their homes and once again celebrate Mass together, have this chapel be full again, adore our Lord again together, or pray silently together in this chapel. There's greatly something missing. You know, I've had, personally, I've had people got angry with me because we closed the church where they're making all kind of accusation, judgment against the priests and so forth. Deep down, they know it's not our fault, but they're angry. And I can totally understand that. And there's, for the priest, this is something missing. This is, there's no people. There's few people. So all of us are longing for this moment for the Lord to call us out. To call us out. And He will call us. 
He will call us out. He will call us out in His time. We cannot lose hope. We cannot not believe in Him. We cannot stop believing in Him because that's not the Lord's intent. The Lord wants us to believe. Again, this whole gospel, we hear this illicit of calling Martha's faith, calling the disciples' faith, calling the Jews' faith to believe in Him, to believe in the one whom God has sent. So we continue to do what we've been taught all along. Yes, Mass are not available to most, but Mass has not been canceled. No Mass has been canceled, but only suspended with the public. We priests continue to do what we've been ordained to do to offer the Holy Mass for God's beloved people. That's all of you here, all of you listening, all of you watching now or later. The Mass is more powerful than we can ever imagine. Not only brings about abundant benefits for those present, but also for those not present, for those even in the church suffering for the souls in purgatory. And this is something that <clears throat> this is something that St. Clair was blessed with without the technology that we have today. She was like all those who can only join Mass at this time through live streaming or TV or radio or internet. And you sisters know the story well. She was assisting Mass from where she was because she was, quote-unquote, quarantined in her room. And with, in her case, she was sick. People may be sick. People may not be sick. Regardless, the Lord is with us all still, continues to be so until the end of the world. He will not leave us. He will not abandon us. He has made the eternal covenant. He would be our God and we His people. And He does not want us to be afraid, but He wants us to believe, to believe in Him, to believe in the one whom God has sent, just like He was eliciting the disciples' faith, just like He was eliciting uh, Martha's faith, just like He was eliciting many of the Jews who had not believed in the Lord, but then afterwards they began to believe in Him. Yes, we are bound in a way with our current circumstance, not bound with these burial cloth that Lazarus was bound with, but we have our own time of being bound. But we cannot lose hope. Yes, we may be angry. Yes, we may be frustrated with the church. Yes, we may even consider of leaving the church. But that's not the answer. The answer is to remain to believe in the Lord, to remain to believe in the one whom he has sent, because he is the resurrection and the life. 
those who have died those who have died believing in him will raise will be raised up again in the end yes lord we believe in you we believe in your father whom you whom he has sent you to us we long for you to call us out we long for you to call us out calling others to unbound us from this current bound that we are in lord we long for you to call us out we believe in you help us to believe in you more help us to begin to believe in you and should we ever falter raise us up raise our faith back to life again amen